I want y'all to pray with confidence. Um, before we get to our big idea and our, and our scripture that hopefully you've turned to Hebrews chapter four, which is near the end of our Bibles. But before we jump into all that, I want to give you this truth. It's kind of one of those things that I hate to break it to you, but the truth is too often our prayer time is wasted. Far too often, our prayer time is wasted. I, I, we tell you all the time, make time for prayer. Make time, cut time out of your schedule. Some of you have told me and admitted, I, wish, I don't spend as much time in prayer as I probably should. And part of the reason I believe that we, many of us, don't pray as much as we should is because we waste the time we do have in prayer. And I don't want to waste your time. God doesn't want you to waste your time. There are, there are, you can go about this in a way that you can, you, you have spent all this time, you think you're doing so good praying, when in reality, it's actually not quite working the way God set it up to work. We talked a little bit about this this morning and, and, and other parts of the week where we, we treat uh, God like Santa Claus, right? We're making a list and checking it twice and, and we're gonna tell him, we're gonna tell God what we want and we go, ah, this is weird. I'm not getting the answer that I wanted. And that's what we talked about this morning. Sometimes we need God to tell us what to pray. Or did we talk about that this morning? That might be something we're talking about tonight. But we, we, we will think that prayer doesn't work. And I don't want you to for a second believe that prayer is useless. But in order to understand that, it's kind of like me taking uh, this water bottle and saying, hello, hello, this thing doesn't work. This is stupid. No, no, that's a water bottle. That's a water bottle that you drink water out of because that's how water bottles work. It's not a microphone unless you're singing, you know, your guilty pleasure song, you know, at a girl's sleepover and you're like, because come on, come on. We don't, well, okay, only Richard and, and Jake and I and Stephen dance around in our pajamas singing with <laughs> water bottles, but um, mostly it's, it's girls. Um, <laughs> but we need to change our perspective on prayer. And so that's what I hope to do tonight. And, and I'm going to give you some, some more great examples uh, of some prayers that you can pray. Um, but let's first read Hebrews chapter 4. And we're just going to read two verses here, verses 14 through 16. And it does, there actually isn't the word prayer in this, but I want you to pay attention to these verses and see how you think, what? Is it three verses? Two or three verses? A few verses. Thank you for paying. I'm glad you're paying attention, right? Um, Hebrews chapter 14, verses 14, 15, and 16. Three verses, smart Alex. Um, it says this, so then, since we have a great high priest... By the way, those, that word is in capital letters. Why? Because it's God. Because it's Jesus. It's God. Every time, every time you see him or the, the one with the big capital O or high priest with, a, with capitals, that means they're talking about God or Jesus, right? It's capitalized. Huh? It's not capitalized. What is it? It isn't my priest. Oh, it's not in your Bible? Well, whenever you see that, some translations do capitalize it because that's a proper title full of respect, right? So since we have a high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours 
understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings we do. That's big, y'all. I don't, you may want to underline that if you ever feel like no one understands you and understands what you're going through. We're the only ones, Christians are the only ones that says, no, our God knows because our God has been there. He faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly, or some of your translations may say confidently, to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. I love those verses because they encourage me. And I know you're going, what do those have to do with prayer? Well, when you boldly approach the throne of God, you do that through prayer. The only way that you can approach God, huh? Boldness, or yeah, approach the throne with boldness, again, depending on your translation. But you can approach with confidence the God of the universe. And so the big idea I want you to get tonight is this. Praying activates God's will over our own. Praying activates God's will over our own. I want you to be able to boldly go before God and pray. I want you to pray prayers that are, and listen, there's nothing wrong with moments where you're feeling timid, where you're feeling unsure, and you're, and you're, and you, especially those of you that have prayed in public, and you're like, oh, dear God, thank you for, like, like, trust me, that, the first time I did it, I was like that too, right? I'd be, I'd be, uh, 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 amen, right? That was about all I got out the first time I was called to pray in public. But I want you to boldly be able to go before God. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing, but when you're praying to God, I want you to feel like you can confidently approach God and not just treat this like, well, I guess I'm gonna pray about it and that's my last resort. I think some of us treat prayer like, all right, well, I've tried everything else. I might as well pray about it. When instead we should be confidently going, you know how I'm going to handle this? You know how we're going to fix this? You know how I'm going to deal with this? Is if I can confidently go before God in prayer and receive grace to help us when we need it most. And so in order to do that, though, we must activate God's prayer, I mean God's will over our own. When I say Jesus changes our prayers, this is what he does. It stops becoming that wish list that we talked about and we stop focusing on ourselves the whole time and we begin to find that our prayers work better. Um, There are some verses in the Bible that if you read them by themselves, they can make you think that God is a genie in a bottle. Right? A lot of people will say that actually. They'll, they'll say, or not say genie in the bottle because that's a little derogatory there. They're like, oh, this is not like Aladdin or anything. But, but they'll say, all I got to do is ask God and if I have enough faith, he, he will give me what I want. And if he doesn't, you don't have enough faith or God isn't real. I've, I've, I've had people try to tell me that. And, and they, will, they will quote verses like John 14, John 14, 13 through 14, says, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. And they chop that verse off right there and they go, woo! All right, I'm going to ask anything in the name of Jesus. Give me that Ferrari. In the name of Jesus, I need straight A's this year. 
in the name of Jesus, make so-and-so fall desperately in love with me. <laughs> you can ask for anything, right? That's what it says. Oh, wait, there's a little more to it than that. You can ask for anything in my name, which I'm going to tell you what that means here in a second. It's, well, why, why, is, why can we do that? What does it say? Boom. So that the Son can bring glory to the Father. The point of Jesus saying, hey, ask me anything, is not so that he can give you whatever you want. It's so that Jesus can bring glory to the Father. So that God, like Jake said, God is all about his glory. And, that, and he should be. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. In my name doesn't mean it's a magic word that you just say in Jesus' name I pray, amen. And that's automatically makes everything in your prayers come, you get yes and amen for all that. No, he says in my name, which means if it's according to my will, if God, if God wants to do it, when we pray in Jesus' name and in his will, we are activating God's will in our life. John, uh, 1 John 1, 5 puts it like this in verses 14 and 15. It says, we are confident, there's that word confident, bold, we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. If, what? God's will if it pleases him because God's in control and he's got the best possible plan for you there are many times I've prayed for stuff when I was younger or even not so younger I'll ask God for things and he will tell me no and then like a month later I found out if God would have told me yes to that if he would have obliged to my request something terrible would have happened Right? Something would have not worked out. He purposefully held something back from me that I wanted so that he could bless me with something better over here because it pleased him to do so and it made him look good in the process. By the way, why is it good for God to get glory? Who can, who, who, because th that sounds a little selfish, right? Is God being selfish by wanting to be glorified? Yes, no, maybe so. Why? Because he deserves it. He's the only one that deserves it. And when God gets glory, when God is made to look good, then other people see that goodness and are called to it and want to give their lives to it. And then they're blessed for it. If you get glory, all they think of more is you. And that's not really helpful. Yes. Monkey see, that's a spiritual, that's one way of putting it. Yeah, monkey see, monkey do. If we, if we see the glory of God, and we make God glorified in everything that we do, then other people can see that. And other people need God more than they need us. God uses us to bring people to him, but that's why it's up to his glory. It's up to what pleases him. Now, by the way, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't ask God for things. Let me make this very clear. We need to still ask God. Sometimes he will lead you to ask him James 4, 2, write that down. James 4, 2 and 3 says you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Sometimes God is not going to give you something until you specifically ask him for it. Right? So ask, ask away. Do it. But 
What does verse 3 say? Well, even if you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. Sure, you can ask for a Ferrari or more money or what again, whatever you're fill in the blank, that video game that you want to spend 24-7 on, right? Hey, you could want that, but if you want it because you're being selfish, do you think God wants to honor that request? Because is you thinking about you all the time and what's best for you? And it's hard to hear sometimes, but sometimes God says, no, you can pray to me all you want about that. I'm going to tell you no, because I know what's best for you. And sometimes God will tell you no, so that he can test your trust of him. When God says no and you go, you know what? I've been here before and he's, he's not answering my prayer the way I think he should. But if I trust him and I walk with him, then it will actually be a blessing because now I'm getting the opportunity for my faith to be built and strengthened because I'm trusting that he's going to love me even if he says no to me. So, as much as true as that is, I want you to have a high rate of answered prayers. I don't want you to waste your time. I want the prayers and the time that you spent praying to be fruitful, to be good, to be, uh, to, to, for God to interact with. And so I'm going to give you, and these, this is going to be kind of quick, but we'll, we'll kind of talk through these as, as the Lord leads. I'm going to give you, you can write down on your sheet, six prayers that God always answers. Six prayers. They're not going to be very long. Don't worry. Six prayers that God always answers. Because wouldn't it be great if you had like, man, I prayed five prayers today and God answered every one of them with a yes. That would be pretty cool. You'd have a good day, right? That's a good percentage. Um, now, there's probably more than this, but this is just uh, something that, that will get us started. Here are six prayers if you want your prayers to get answered. Here, here's six. One is this. God, glorify yourself through me. Okay, we're talking about God's glory. You want to get God's attention? Pray, God, will you, will you bring yourself glory through me? Will you use me to make you look good? That's what Habakkuk 2.14 says. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the water covers the sea. That's a lot of glory. Earth is mostly water. <laughs> we want this world to be mostly God's glory. So you want to get a, a yes and an amen and a sure thing, chicken wing, then what? sure thing, chicken wing. Never heard of that? No. no. God doesn't answer your prayers like that? No. I say he answers my prayers like that. He called me chicken wing all the time. All right. Number two, forgive me. Whew. Can I get an amen for that? God always answers yes to that. God, will you forgive me? 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He wants to do that for you every time. So ask God to forgive you. He will answer yes. Number three, reveal yourself, reveal more of yourself to me. 
Reveal more of yourself to me. God, show me something. I want to know you more. Prayers like that, he always answered. Jeremiah 31 says, I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each other and, and each his brother saying, know the Lord for they shall know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. That's, a, that's something that he's made a promise for even before Jesus that, that he wants to get to know you in your heart and preachers like me are just bonus, right? I want y'all to get to a point that you don't need me or you don't need Richard or you don't need Haley or anybody to be close to God. Yes, God uses us as instruments. And I do believe that, that pastors and churches have a, always have a role in our spiritual lives. But there should, you should come to a point one day where, where God is revealing himself directly to you through prayer and scripture and living the life that he's called you to live. So he's going to always answer that with a yes. Number four, give me wisdom. You want to pray something that he will definitely say yes to? Give me wisdom. James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom... Let him or her ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, which means he's not going to scold you. He's not going to give you the stink eye for asking. He's not going to roll his eyes and go, Ugh, Hank is asking for wisdom again. Paige, if you ask me one time for wisdom, how much do you need? No, he's never going to say that. He's going to give you all the wisdom that you ask for. Ask and it will be given to you. That's how Solomon got to be the wisest man in the Old Testament because he said, God, just make me wise. Give me wisdom. So he'll answer that every time. Here's another one he's going to answer. Strengthen me to obey you or help me to obey you. Either one. Help me or strengthen me to obey you. Because guess what? God wants to help. We can't even obey God without his help. That's okay, though, because he gives us that help. Philippians 2 says, you have always obeyed. So now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. God is going to help you to obey if you really want it, but it's kind of hard to do, if you want to be faithful, if you want to follow him, he's going to give you everything you need to do that. So that's a prayer that he's going to always answer. And here's another one, the last one that I can think of for tonight. There's plenty more, but spread your gospel to the lost. Spread your gospel or spread your good news that's what gospel means, is good news. Spread your gospel to the lost. Matthew 24, 14 is a verse that goes with that. The gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. Then the end will come. There's people out there right now that are lost, dying, and going to hell. And they need to hear about Jesus. And yeah, you're supposed to have a hand in that and a part in that. But we should be praying too because we can't do it all ourselves, right? 
There's going to be people in situations where the Holy Spirit of God is going to have to come upon them in miraculous ways. And he does that. He's answered that prayer so many times. But those are some prayers that if you want a high success rate when it comes to praying, if you want to feel like your prayers are actually doing something, those are some great prayers. And, you know, I'm looking through these and I, I don't, I see some gimmies, but I don't see a lot of gimmies, right? Instead of give me comfort or give me the things that I want, give me more of the stuff that I need, give me more friends, give me more whatever. The best thing to ask for is give me more faith, give me more strength to obey you. Give me more wisdom. Give me more forgiveness. Those are the prayers that God answers. This is important. And, and this is not going to be on the screen, but something I was thinking about right before I got in here. So, so if you want to write this down, it says, this is what I want you to put. The more your prayers are not about you, the more your prayers are not about you, the less prayer for yourself you'll need. And I'm going to say that again. The more your prayers are not about you, the less prayer for yourself you'll actually need. I was trying to think of a less wordy way to put that, but there's no way to do that. <laughs> What do I mean by that? I mean, yes, pray for yourself. Absolutely. God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me faith. All those, you know, we, we shared some verses that you can pray over yourself. But what I found is the less I think about myself in prayer and the more I think about God and other people in prayer, the less I actually, the more God works to actually bless me. So if I'm praying God, please give so-and-so more love and more patience and more comfort. And I spend, you know, 30 minutes of the 35 minutes I'm praying on someone else. God actually takes care of me in the process. The, my, the habit that I've gotten into is first thing in the morning, I pray about me. I pray about all my junk. I pray about my shortcomings. I, I go down my list of crucify my flesh, get rid of this in my heart, get rid of this God. Lord, uh, created me a clean heart. May the thoughts, the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you. That's a, that's a Psalm. That's a Bible verse that I pray every day. I go through these, these prayers that I ask God to work in me. And then I stop thinking about me. Write down the word intercession. I-N-T-E-R. I-N-T-E-R-C-E-S-S-I-O-N. I really hope I spelled that right. Intercession. I-N-T-E-R-C-E-S-S-I-O-N. Does that look right? Okay, smart people. Good. All right, good. I don't know how to spell good. Inter you know what intercession means? Intercession prayers are, intercession, intercession is like, hey, hey, break it up. 
Break it up. I'm, I'm stepping in, right? When you intercede on someone's behalf, you jump in to help someone. So intercessory prayer is when you are going, on God, going to God on behalf of someone else. God, please be with Titan. I'm going to intercede on Titan's behalf. I'm going to intercede on Caitlin's behalf. And I'm not thinking about me, 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 me. I'm praying for somebody else. God loves that, let me tell you. And what I found is the longer I spend on other people, the more he moves, I, I, the more he moves other people to pray for me. So I don't necessarily have to be praying for myself. You, I can't tell you how many times I'm, I'm praying for someone else. God stops what I'm doing and I, he makes me pray for one of you or one of the people in our church or one of, the, one of my family members that I love. And, uh, and then someone will text me and go, Hey, how can I pray for you, Pastor? Like out of nowhere, like sometimes randos, just, you know, people I hadn't talked to in weeks. And I'll be like, how can I pray for you? Or one, one of y'all, one of my friends or one of my, our church family will text me. I've been praying for you today, Ben. I've been praying for X, Y, and Z. I know what's going on in your life. It's such a blessing because I didn't make them do that. And so the prayers are happening. The prayers are going up. And yeah, I prayed about that for a minute, but I didn't obsess about it. I'm, and I'm spending more of my time praying for other people. And God does this supernatural thing where the more you do it for other people, the more they'll do it for you. That is, that is the ideal. That is what we want to shoot for in our prayer life. So again, let me say, do pray for yourself. Don't neglect yourself in prayer. Have the things that God's telling you to pray about. But also make sure it's not selfish prayers. Make sure it's prayers that, you know, the motivation is to bring God glory. The motivation is, God, help me to not be such an idiot so that I don't make you look bad. God, help me to love my family so that I can be a blessing to them. Help me to be a good friend. Help me to be wise. Give me wisdom so I can not look good in front of everybody, but so that I can help other people. The motivation is a big part of your prayers. And so don't just do it because you feel like you got to do it. Don't just check a box when it comes to prayer. The Bible says that all these, there, there are times where Jesus would, would see these big religious people come and make a show about their prayer. And they would, they would check all these boxes of things that they're, that they're supposed to pray about, but they weren't even really meaning it. God knows if you mean it. We talked about that earlier. God knows your heart. He knows what you mean and what, you're, what you say, even if you say something differently. He knows what you mean by that. So your motivation matters. And know that the more you're praying for other people, the more God will bless you. It's kind of like letting go of because, by the way, you know what that shows, God, when you stop praying for yourself and start praying for other people or you pray for yourself for a certain amount of time and then move on to someone else. You know what that tells God that you trust him. Right. I've I've had people come up. And go, are we are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? Why do you keep asking me that? Because you don't trust me. Right. I've had, if, if 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 we are if we don't let that go. And we don't let God take it and go, all right, I've prayed about this. He's going to do something. I'm not going to come back around that until I go and spend some time praying for other people. And by the way, those notebooks, 
Those notepads are a great way. Start you a list of people that you're praying for. And write notes, leave enough room in between to write updates. You know what's the coolest thing is when I can go, when I, I wish I've done this more, but there's times I find an old prayer notebook and I can see something from 2014, 2015 that I prayed about that came true like years later or that God answered. And I can go back and go, updates. You did it, God. He knows, but you know, it's for me, it stokes the fires of my faith when I can go through and say, God, you answered this prayer, you answered this prayer, you answered this prayer. Oh, this is so good. And then it makes you want to pray even more because you're like, I know what God can do. I've seen him do it. I have written evidence in my life that reminds me every time I forget that God is working. And so as you're praying these prayers, write them down. Even if you have chicken scratch handwriting, type it up, make it use this stupid old thing for something good. Apple has a great notes app, right? Use it. You can even lock some of your notes, can't you? I think so. If you don't want people prying, that's okay, right? I've gone off script. I'm just, I'm just uh, trying to make sure we get this. Um, I'll, I'll preach. I'll preach. Preach. Um, so what we're going to do tonight uh, this may be a little change from what we thought we were doing, but I want us to go back to our small groups tonight. We're going to do maybe some more big group stuff, um, but we're going to do, still going to do the one more song. Um, let's do it, because here's what I want. As Jake comes down to get ready to do uh, one more song and, and Stephen with him, um, you know, on Sunday mornings we usually do a song at the end because it's a response. It's a call. It's a, hey, God has said something to you. Before you go running off and forgetting about it, make sure that you put a stamp on it. Make sure that you, you make a decision. Make sure you respond, you reply to God and what he's saying to you. And so that's what I want us to do as we, as we sing here today, is I want us to begin praying about these things. I want you to start Praying about prayer. I know that's a weird thing to do, but that's what you, that's what the best thing we can do is to, and this, this is a little bit from this morning, but what I want you to do is pray about, ask God what you need to pray about. Instead of just riffing on your own, ask God to tell you what you need to pray about. And here's the big thing. We need to ask God to help us to want his will more than our own. Because look, I can tell you all day long, I can give you Bible verses all day long about how God's will is better than our will. You got to believe that. You got to believe that it's actually better for God to do what he's going to do rather than giving you exactly what you want. Now I know it's the Sunday school answer to go, yes, amen. Like I, I Go on, say it, preacher. It's another thing to live it. And so as we sing, I want you to ask God to give you a desire for his will to be done. Even if that means your own will doesn't happen. That doesn't happen naturally. It doesn't happen apart from a, a miracle where God 
changes your heart, changes your desires. And just all of a sudden you're like, I don't, I don't care about what I want anymore. I just want what he wants. That's what I want for you.